ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. All right, folks, we're back. Um, I mean, I, I know a lot of you were probably here to listen to Jerry talk and not us, but uh, those of you that stayed, thank but you. But apparently one of these two ate him, so he's gone. What? Are you saying we ate him? We didn't eat him. He had to take his well, dog for a walk. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> anyway, we're back. That, that's less creepy. We're Yeah, it is much less creepy. So we, we're, we're back, and we're ready to talk about the usual stuff that we talk about. The first thing we're going to talk Bruno? about. Uh, no, we don't talk about Bruno. Not on this show. No, no, no. Uh, Good. Right. We're going to talk about our awesome folks who help make this show possible by donating money to the show through Patreon. Uh, folks, thank you for being patrons. Uh, I want to give you a quick update on the total since July that will be going to the American Cancer Society at the end of the year. We're up to almost $300, $297.66. Uh, that's exactly what is sitting in the account right now that Patreon goes into. We should have two more payouts between now and when I intend to send the money. So we should be a little over... We might be close to 400 by then. We should be yeah, Sweet. pretty close to there. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, not a huge sum of money, but you know what? Uh, whatever. Whatever we can give, right? We're going we're gonna to give what we can. So we're going to give a quick call out to all of our patrons. Thank you very much to NamePending197, Jeremy, Aranami, uh, Andrew, Tatro, Bruce, Robert, David, Solemn, Linux666, Mark with a K, The Mentor, Mark with a C, Julius, Andy, Jay, and Charles. Thank you all for being patrons, and uh, we appreciate anything you want to send to the show to help us keep the, keep the lights on. And I appreciate Linux 66666, his lovely handle. He's been interacting with us on Mastodon, which yep. is nice. Yep. Yeah, he's on Mastodon. There's a couple other listeners, I think, that I've connected with through Mastodon. So, folks, if you're not there... Um, I don't have an Iron Sysadmin podcast account set up on Mastodon because I've just been sharing it through my own account, which is gangriff at social.underground.org. I'll put a link to it in the uh, the notes because I, I spell underground in the same way that I spell it for my mm. normal website where there's no E. That's got a story behind it that I'm not going to go into right now. Uh, but um, yeah, so if you want to follow me there, Mark, you've got a handle there. Jason's got a handle there. Jason's not on my instance, though. I, I guess I'm not good enough for him. Because I'm Jerry's instance. Turf war. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's right. You can still talk to Because it's federated. It's federated. So, yeah, if you're on Mastodon or if you want to be on Mastodon, uh, let me know. I can. Uh, you can You can sign up on my instance if you want to. It'll just require approval. Or if you reach out to either me or Mark first, we can send you an invite. Then you'll be pre-approved. So, uh, just uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Jer Jerry's got sexy, epic processors. I just couldn't resist. He does. He does. Mine's mine's hey, a, mine's a ten year you, old. Man. Mine's a ten year old HP Pro Lion that uh, had bad memory when I got it that I had to replace. So yeah, I don't blame you. You want to go on the sexy new hardware? Go ahead. Fine. I, I'm I'm not I'm not at all insulted. Not even a little bit. May be simple, but it's honest work. <laughs> says Nate's Mastodon server, and you all know the gif the uh, the gif I'm talking about. All right, all mm. right. So yeah, if you want to support the show, do so via Patreon.com/slash IronSysadmin, or you can do it via buying shirts, yes, t-shirts and some other things on Teespring. Teespring.com/slash stores/slash IronSysadmin. 
And with that out of the way, we're going to talk about the lack of reviews that we have again this month. We have no new reviews. Makes me sad. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll have to start some gimmick like some other shows do, like have my dog read them or something. Then we'll get some more reviews. Wouldn't that be awesome? Have the dog read the Patreon reviews? Or not Patreon, uh, uh, podcast reviews? No? Fine, whatever. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> All right, and now we're already to the part of the show where we have our usual random banter, which will probably last too long. We'll lose all the viewers, and no one will listen to the news. We've already lost most of the viewers, so, you know. No, there's, there's totally a whole bunch. There's like four on YouTube. Our normal number of viewers. Yeah, we some of those normal. might be us. Jerry brought a few with us, which was pretty, with him, which was pretty cool. So I hope you guys, hope those yeah. of you that came and checked it out, um, enjoyed the show. All right, so let's see, chat. Uh, I've already kind of talked about this, but I've got a Mastodon instance up and running. I'll put a link to it in uh, in the notes. In fact, I'm like typing it right now. Um, it's been a lot of fun, but we've really already talked a whole bunch about Mastodon today, so I don't know if I really want to go too deep into this. I'll type it after someone else is talking. I can't type and talk at the same time. Multi I'm, I'm single-threaded, yeah, guys. I'm sorry. Um, so I'll, I'll put that into the notes. Uh, not only the address for the instance, but how you can reach me there. And Mark, if you want to do the same thing for you, that's entirely up to you. What am I doing? Uh, put a link to your Mastodon profile if you want people to follow you. Yeah, it's up to yeah, you. that's fine. I can do that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been interesting. I I wrote so I as I mentioned while we were talking to Jerry, I stood up Mastodon in containers. However, I did it slightly differently than the instructions say. The instructions basically have you use Docker Compose, which of course depends on Docker. Now, um, being who I am, I never do anything the easy way. Like I could have just joined someone else's Mastodon instance and done it that way. I also could have just used Docker or whatever and, and done it the documented way, but I didn't. I used Podman on RHEL, which meant I had to change some things slightly to make it work. Now, there are ways to run Docker Compose with Podman, but I honestly, I don't, I never really found the results of doing so to be quite satisfactory. So, Instead, I wrote up a uh, essentially like a stripped-down Kubernetes Helm chart, which you can then import into mm -hmm. Podman. So that's the way I did it, so I can like repeatedly, repeatedly deploy it or update it. So um, I wrote it all up. It's in a blog. It's in the notes for today's show if anybody's curious about how that's set up and how it works, if you want to also do it in Podman. I had a number of folks... On Mastodon, tell me they'd love to see how I did it, so that's why I wrote that up. So that's that that's out there on my own blog. It sounds like we may end up uh, working with the folks at Enable Sysadmin to put it there as well, because they're also very interested in this trend that is Mastodon, which I found pretty cool. I also put a link to an article that is on Enable Sysadmin about just basically about uh, life on Mastodon, right? So there's some interesting stuff in there. I put those both in... The first part of the show's show notes where we talked to Jerry because they were Mastodon related. So if you want to go find those, look for part A. You should go listen to part A anyway because it was a whole lot of fun. Jerry was no a great was. guest. It was good stuff. It was a great guest. Um, right. Indeed. So that's as much about Mastodon, I'm going to say, until we get to the news because I'm sure there's going to be more about Mastodon there. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? I, I The only other things I have going on, um, I guess the only other real big thing I wanted to mention 
is that I am once again going to be in the cesspit of villainy that is Las Vegas for AWS reInvent um, two weeks from now, the week after Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm going to be out there with Red Hat. I'm going to be in the booth, the Red Hat booth, um, and I'll probably also booth be milling babe. around a bit. Yeah, I'm going to bring a bikini. Now, that's probably not acceptable, not even for the the booth babes. <laughs> That's that's not that's not popular anymore now, right? That's that's like not okay. Anyway, but yeah, in we're, Vegas maybe. Who knows? In Vegas, it might be. Yeah, I mean, people. You'll uh, never find a more wretched hive, scum and villainy, all that stuff. Yes, yes, yeah. Vegas, uh, Vegas is just not my favorite place in the world, but uh, I think it'll be an interesting experience to be on the vendor side of a conference for a change. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. So were it not Vegas, you probably wouldn't be a Red Hatter. Because that was the Vegas. first time you and I. Re- oh, yeah. That's the first time I really got to know you. And it got me it got me thinking this guy could be a pretty good Red Hatter. And your contributions at the panel that you were observing is what when we had someone drop out. I'm like, let's have Nate join the summit panel. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And the rest, I, as they say, is history. I as much as I like there are very few fond memories that I have of the reinvent that I went to in 2018. However, all of the stuff that involved Red Hat and the accelerators were fond memories, right? So I hated going to Vegas. I hated going through the airport. I hated flying. I hated, hated's a strong word. I disliked the people I was at reinvent with from my previous employer um, sorry if any of you are listening, but I mean, it's obvious I don't work there anymore. I, did, I didn't really like anyway. Um, but the opportunities I got from that panel, the, the trip to the National Nuclear Museum or whatever it's called. The, the Atomic U- History Museum. Atomic History Museum that you took the accelerators on, Mark. That was awesome. Um, some of the interactions I had with folks from Red Hat at reInvent, which is ironic because it's not a Red Hat conference, was just awesome, right? Yeah. And you're right, it put things in motion that got me to Red Hat. So um, those things I don't, I don't, I don't regret at all. But uh, yeah, Vegas is just not my speed. It's not my thing. I, I, I just don't like it. I don't like the, <laughs> I don't like the place. <laughs> so anyway, that'll be a it. thing. If if any of you are going to be at reInvent, reach out. We can say hi. Uh, maybe we can get a drink or something. I don't know. Uh, I imagine someone listen, listening to our show is probably going to be at reInvent. Uh, but yeah, reach out. I'd be happy to to meet you guys. So uh, other than that, it's uh, I have one of my cars is broken. $3,600 freaking bill. It sucks. So if anybody yeah. has a rich uncle that wants to send me $3,600, that'd be awesome. Um, and uh, I'm going to be off next week for Thanksgiving, which is the first time since I joined Red Hat that I can take off without having to worry about someone else covering for my accounts. Sorry, that's like inside baseball stuff that most of you probably don't care about, but that was one of the things that was a little Uh, frustrating. Nate doesn't have to find somebody to cover his shifts. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what it comes down to. I have a rich uncle, but he won't send me money, so I don't think he's going to send you money either. Well, maybe he'll send me money. Maybe he just doesn't like you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's possible. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, I think I covered my chat section pretty quickly. Mark, it's your turn. Hey, so <laughs> I threw my Mastodon uh, address next to my name on the on the notes, which, hey, use that if you want to. So I've actually had such a pleasant time on Mastodon over the past week that 
I ended up nuking Facebook off of my phone right before the podcast because I made the mistake of engaging with an idiot on a post Nate made. Yeah. And it just made my blood pressure hit the roof. I'm like, why am I, I doing this to myself? I shouldn't have shared that. It, it, yeah. anyway, no, I, it wasn't your fault. It was her. She was a jackass. I know who you're talking about. And it's a shame because she's she's a great person. I've met her in person. No, um, she not if she believes what she wrote. She's not a great person. Uh, well, sorry, man. When you remove <laughs> when you remove politics from the equation, there's lots of people that you can get along with a lot better. And that's that's just a shame. Anyway, that might be that might be true. But people people have spent two and a half years showing us who they really are. Some of them. And no, some yeah. of them are not nice people. Some of them are not great people. Yeah. Some of them are, are need a kick in the ass. Anyway, so um, Facebook no longer on my phone. I don't know if and when it's going back on it because Mastodon doesn't make me rage. But let's talk about something that makes me really happy. And that is this guy right here, the Steam Deck. Let's see, is it in camera? Yeah. It is. This thing has been like, I now do like 90, I'm going to put, I'm going to say 90 to 95% of my gaming on this bad boy with the occasional foray onto the PS5. And then if I want to do something in VR, I use the gaming rig. But if it's, what do you got there? Is that the dock? Ah, it's the, the steam dock. Sweet. How is it? It works exactly how you would expect it to work. Which is saying something in today's world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Pl plug it in. Um, it, it updated uh like firmware or something i think there's firmware on the dock itself but it, it had to do a quick update and then uh off it went it was it worked great i have a USB-C dock i've been completely happy with but if that should die one day i'll probably grab an official dock or if i want a second docking station somewhere in my house because i'm bougie like that i'll get one of the official ones yeah sweet did you um, did you buy the, the one you have before the Steam Dock was out or before it was available? Yes, because okay. I I wanted to be able to dock the deck onto. I have the big ass TV in the other room. That's what when we played Hell Divers the past two nights. That's where I was playing on the big TV oh, with the deck dock. That's cool. That that'd be a fun game on a on a TV. In fact, I've noticed that it's it from is a fun game. I've noticed that it's from Sony Entertainment. I assume it used to be, uh, or it, it is originally it, a PlayStation I, game. It I, even if it might not be originally, that's it is on the PlayStation. I think PlayStation Network it was free on it, so I have played it on that. Um, but the game I'm playing now is Persona Five, which I did play briefly on the PS4, and I did end up picking up Persona Four on the Steam Deck, which I played a little bit. Five on the deck has sunk in its claws into me, and I don't know if either of you have ever played a Persona game. Um, it's basically a mix of fighting turn-based combat and a social simulation where you play a high school student <laughs> and it's, it, it's weird, but it really, really works. <laughs> but the game is like huge. a weird combination. Like, I'll say that. And it's very Japanese. And so there's, a, there's like a Pokemon aspect to it where you collect personas, you can combine personas to make different ones and inherit traits, and the personas determine your combat abilities. So it's it's really, uh, it's fun. It's fun, yeah. So it's a, it's a mix. When you're, when you're doing the, 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 the fighting stuff, you're doing basically a dungeon crawl and then 
if you can sneak past the enemies, great. Otherwise, you got to fight them. And then outside of the dungeons, you're building up your social attributes and making contacts and stuff, which enhances your abilities when you're in the dungeons. So it, it's a nice little gaming loop. Um, I've seen you posting yeah, pictures I, of it, and it, it looked it looked very it looked it, it looked very Japanese. <laughs> it is it, it is very very Japanese. Um, I picked up a new wireless headset. I meant to buy a Bluetooth one, but it's not. It's one that has a dongle. It's like one of the two point four gigahertz wireless, whatever. But that's actually working out well. Bluetooth has been a little flaky with my PlayStation controllers, and I don't know if it's because of the controllers or just bluetooth on the deck and jason i don't do you do any wireless controllers on yours or not yet or not so much i i started playing with uh do i have it here uh i got i found my i i found my steam controller i've got one of those somewhere yeah. around here um and it works it works okay i i, I think i have to do some more programming on it and kind of you know, see if I can get it to work a little bit better. But it worked okay. I didn't have any problems with disconnects or anything. All right. And that's the biggest problem I'm running into right now is the um, is the disconnects. So that but that's not a big deal um, because I just I have a big ass USB extender that I just run over to my chair across the floor. And it's not a high traffic area once I'm game. And so that's fine. And I have, a, you know, then the controller's hardwired. Um, you know. The Steam Deck's a Linux box, yo, and I've done some nerd stuff on it recently. One of the things I did was I managed to get Battle.net set up on it as a non-Steam app. Hmm. There was a new Proton GE that I that I ended up finally installing. You can't install it automatically. You got to install a, a little utility to let you manage that. And Proton is the compatibility layer that lets it run Windows games, for those of you who don't know what that is. So Proton GE is actually a love child of a Red Hatter, like a guy who right now works at Red Hat. He works on that in his spare time. That's so cool. Once I my think Red I'd, Hat rewards budget fills back up, I'm going to drop some on him. <laughs> I think I'd heard that, but I, it was never really confirmed. That's That's pretty cool. I looked him up. He works for us. I looked his profile up. So it's totally legit. That's cool. Um, but I got Battle.net working on it, which means that uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected, it works on it perfectly. Awesome. And, awesome. and if I felt like dealing with stuff like StarCraft or World of Warcraft, I could play it on it too. And uh, then the last thing I did this week, which was kind of fun, is I set up a series of scripts. Now, Steam... When you when you take screenshots in Steam on the on the deck, they end up in the in the individual directories of each game. And I found a script that someone wrote to symbolically link all those screenshots into a single target directory. So I wrote a I wrote some scripts myself, you know, open source. Yay. So now I have a little utility that I can fire off from my laptop. It'll SSH to the to the deck. It'll remotely run the command to collect those symbolic links, and then it will pull down those pictures to my local machine, as well as the pictures that you take using the camera inside of Disney's Dreamlight Valley, which is another game I play because I'm basically a 15-year-old girl. Um, 
and 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 so I've got all my screenshots from my stuff now on my Fedora box, which is now running Fedora thirty seven. Yay! But yeah, I run. I enabled SSH on the Steam Deck because I can. Yeah, I haven't updated so it's really my cool. my laptop to thirty seven yet, but uh, I probably will. Yeah. And non non nerd news: My daughter Maggie's getting married a week from Saturday, and. The fiance is a decent dude. I like him. He buys me bourbon, treats her, bourbon. treats her good. He's a gamer, Star Wars fan, all the good stuff. So kind of excited about that. That's picking up my tux tomorrow. Ah! Nice. <laughs> but that's that's what I got going on. Cool. Um, I, I think just, that leaves Jason. Well, I just realized there was one thing I forgot to throw into the announcements, and that is that this weekend, the 19th, <gasps> is the DEF CON 610 Pub Crawl CTF in Easton, PA. So if any of you oh, listeners that's right. are in the Lehigh Valley area, or even if you're within an hour or two and you feel like driving out for a good time, great food, uh, some CTF challenges, come on out. I'm going to put a link to the event on Meetup in the notes there is a small registration fee. We did that to fuel the top prize. So the more people who register, the bigger that prize is going to be. So if you are like awesome at CTFs, you might be able to make some money if you get a bunch of people to register and come with you. Take their money. Legally. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, all right, go ahead, Jason. I'm gonna I'm putting that into the notes right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, what am I up to? Uh, my, my wife is currently refactoring the majority of the house. So, uh, I have been playing with, uh, tools and cutting things and painting things and tearing things down and putting things up. And, um, I, I suspect this is going to co continue on for, uh, the foreseeable future. So, so that's been, uh, a chunk of my time, um, in the, in the, in the scant few couple of hours that I have off here and there, uh, I've been playing Watchdog Legions, which I finally beat the other night. It's only Yay! been out for like five yeah. years or something. I have not played a Watchdogs <laughs> game yet, and everyone's like, "You should play these games." But when when they first came out, I was definitely out of the gaming scene, and now I feel like I have a lot of catch up to play. It's it's very okay. So the I, I think of a. Think of like a, a Grand Theft Auto, um, but with a more cyberpunk uh, as not not quite as not quite as much cyberpunk as cyberpunk. What is it? Twenty seventy seven. Which is like um, Grand Theft but Auto like a, with uh, cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. This is with, this is sort of set in the future with a with like a a, a security like inf information security bent on it, um, if you will. Uh, the the hacking is is nonsense. I mean, you you basically point your phone at it and it hacks things. Um, but it, it's a, it is Just fun. Like the the stories, yeah, the story's interesting um, and it's fun. I've played through all three games now. Um, you know, Legions Legions gave me a little bit of problems because there was a a, a save bug that drove me absolutely insane. Um, but you know, in the end, it, you know, after kind of leaving it alone for a couple of years, it, it seems to have they have mostly fixed it. Um, and I was able to finally get through and, and beat the game. So it was, it was fun. It was fun. Um, so now was I playing last night, Psychonauts two, um, and I'll, I'll probably pick something else up to play. Uh, there's, there's a final fantasy game. I want to, want to give a, a whirl. So that's kind of what, I, you know, other than, other than that, it's been, it's been work and side gigs and, 
um, you know, just banging things on the house. That's about it. I'm boring these days. Eh. Yeah. And I would say that Cyberpunk 2077 is not is not really GTA. It's more like yeah, The I, Witcher 3 with with a Cyberpunk skin I've never, on it. I, I've never played a GTA game, so that was completely tongue-in-cheek. I, I don't even know what I'm comparing it to. They're fun. <laughs> yeah. They're, um, they're lots of mindless violence. I, I haven't touched Cyberpunk yet, uh, mostly because I'm, I was waiting for it to become stable. Um, it's definitely... Speaking of the playable and stable now i've 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 yeah. played and it like, act- i i bought it only a couple months after launch and it, i have not run into a single major issue with it um and it actually speak- will run on the deck in and it'll run yeah. well on the deck yep. and it's got a specific mode for steam deck and the graphic options cool um and uh speaking of of the witcher apparently there's a new uh upgraded version or up up you know they've apparently redone the witcher 3 with like amazing yeah. graphics that's supposed to be out like next week or something. Dece- like sometime, I thought it was, is it December? Like it's sometime really soon. I just heard about it like the other day and it was already like, they were like, yeah, it's going to be out in like a week or two. So, wow, uh, I, I may, <laughs> I may grab that just cause you know, I really, really enjoyed the Witcher. Word on the street was, it was going to be free if you already owned it on the platform and I own it on the PlayStation. So I uh, should that, get it. That would be amazing. Yeah. I may jump back into The Witcher then. That's cool. A lot of times they do those remakes that, just to like get more money out of the same franchise. And <coughs> yeah, right there, Mark. The Witcher is the greatest game I've never finished. I've like I finished the first area and got partly through the second area. It's the greatest game I've never actually finished. Just just to make more money, Nate. Are are you referring to the Elder Scrolls games and the fact that they have remade that for every platform multiple times at this point? Man, it's embarrassing how much I bought Skyrim. Oh, <laughs> well, you know the new Skyrim Super Ultimate Excellent Awesome Edition is out. You can yay you take my money on it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got twelve versions of it for the Xbox already, but thirteen's the lucky number. Let's go. Yeah, right. The All right. really insulting one is you had to buy the VR version separately. That is kind of insulting. Although yeah, that's you that's gotta have how a VR headset for that sort of thing. That's how Fallout did it too, though. Fallout Four has a separate same yeah same company. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it? Yeah. Be 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 like No Man's Sky. Make VR part of it with yeah. no extra charge. Yeah. And to be honest, right? Like I tried Fallout Four VR, and it kind of sucked. <laughs> like, yeah, it was not good compared. Yeah, once you do No Man's Sky, it, yeah, they, no that's Sky a very a high bar. Good, pretty damn good interface. VR game. Anyway, all right, so I guess that's it for chat. We can move into the news. That might be record time. Well, because it's been a long friggin' podcast already. Can we go back and but a good talk one. about chat again? Because uh, that's too no. short. We're, we're going to lose listeners over this, guys. No, I want to get some persona in tonight, so let's oh, let's keep it. going. We're, we're cutting into Mark's gaming. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll we, go on. We already now. have. All right, here we go. All right, so I I couldn't not have a news article related to Twitter because this is just like a freaking dumpster fire going on at Twitter right now. Um, And I'm not even covering half of it. We talked about some of it when we were talking to Jerry. 
Um, if, uh, if either of you have anything to contribute to this conversation about things that happened today that I may have missed, feel free. But this article is from Forbes. Sorry, what? You, you do, you don't. I honestly have not been tracking it. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, Jason I, probably has, but he walked away now. Apparently there's a bunch of stuff going on now. Yeah, so um, apparently, so the article, <laughs> and this isn't even current at this point. There's so many other things that have happened since I found this article. Uh, this is from Forbes, like I said. Twitter engineer fired on Twitter calls Musk's team a bunch of cowards. I mean, if there's any way to get yourself fired, it's to call the crazy billionaire a coward. Um, but anyway. But they, he, that was after it was fired. That was after. So that was after he was fire fired. Fire more? Yeah, so apparently over, over this past, was it over the weekend, I think it said? Yeah. Um, one, of, one of Twitter's engineers, Eric Frohofer? That's how you pronounce that. Sure, we'll go with Frohofer. Um, he tweeted basically like being apologetic about some slowness that people in uh what was it i read this earlier but there were people yeah, in he's, a he's been working on twitter for android right but there was some slowness happening for folks in a certain region and he was basically being apologetic for it right and he he made some comments about um having been a, a twitter engineer working on the twitter mobile client for android for the past six years you know and um he 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 didn't have a positive outlook on Twitter in general. And that turned into an actual exchange with the, the boss man, Elon, uh, in a very public venue, which is like they literally had this discussion on Twitter. Um, there was a thread about it. And somebody, like, legit responded. Um, let me find the quote here. But he, the, the, this person basically said, uh, where is it here? Come on, come on. He basically said, like, how can you have an employee like this working for you? Oh, here it is. With this kind of attitude, you probably don't want this guy on your team, right? So this was like another person on Twitter commented on this, yeah. this thread toward Elon saying you probably don't want this guy on your team. And then Elon basically said he's fired. So he just like fired him in a thread on Twitter. And then it took, uh, it said something like six hours. Like six hours later, his company laptop finally just like cut him off. Wouldn't let him log in anymore. Uh, he's, he was interviewed by Forbes, and he said, I don't even know where to send the laptop back to. That's how abrupt this was. Like, there was no warning. There was no contact. It was just like, like, they flipped a switch without even talking to him first. There was no, like, reprimand yeah. procedure. There was no warning. There was. It was just like, bye. Elon said it. It's on Twitter. <sighs> Goodbye. Uh, so, yeah. This is the sort of world that Twitter employees are currently living in. Uh, basically, like, if you get on Elon's bad side, you may be fired. And the article goes in to talk about how, like, Twitter employees can't really trust each other anymore. They don't trust the direction that things are going. They don't trust the management above them. They feel like they're all walking on eggshells. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, right? That's not actually in the article, but this, this is the feeling I get, right? Nobody at Twitter feels mm -hmm. safe and secure in their jobs anymore. And that's like a real recipe for disaster. <laughs> Yeah, ask well, me. I right. think so. Elon came down with this declaration that people need to be hardcore and they need to be willing to basically um, throw their life into Twitter and work long and hard. And yeah. if you're not willing to do that, then forget it. 
And apparently there's this pledge that people were supposed to sign to say, I am hardcore. Or they were going to be shown the door with three months severance. Yes, Drill Sergeant, I am hardcore. And it looks like a scary number of, what do they call themselves internally? It's actually a stupid word. I have no idea. I didn't know they had a word for themselves. They're not twits, are they? Yeah, like, like. No, but like at Google, they they call themselves Googlers, and it, it's it, it's oh dumb. like like Red Hat people call themselves Red Hatters, right? Yeah, and so at Twitter they have a similar type of a thing, but apparently they're, they're, they're uh, called shocking. Twe- they're, they're called what? They're called tweeps. 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 Yeah. Oh, there, it's it's even in the chat now. Thank you, Mauricio. Yes, Mauricio. Yeah. So apparently a whole lot of tweeps decided, you know what? We're tweeples. F this guy. I'm taking my I'm taking my three month severance and I'm out. I'm not signing this pledge. Figuring they'll get a different job. Or at least not have their, you know, like because what kind of future if you're staying at yeah. Twitter right now, yeah. like talk about an unstable foundation. There's no promise at all that you'll survive. Well, so I think you've got three different types of people. I mean, you've got you've got the folks that are at Twitter right now. Well, that were at Twitter and that told Elon to go pound sand and have left, uh, which apparently is a a a good chunk of them, including entire teams. Yeah. Well, there's also the people uh, that he if, like summarily just fired. What two weeks yeah, ago? Yeah. Well, now. you know, it was like half of eh, the staff. Whatever. <laughs> he's 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 got to swing them around and and show that he's the 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 guy in charge. But whatever. Yeah. Well, it worked out um, real well for him. You've too. got. You've got the people that are that are basically sycophants that are just going to they're just eating up everything he does and and, and wants and they're just going to do everything he asks for. And I think you've got potentially I I don't know what the makeup of folks at Twitter are, but there's always there always seem to be folks who, you know, okay yeah, it's three months severance they could take if they leave today. But they're either scared, which is understandable, or they simply cannot afford to leave. And they're yeah. stuck. So there are trapped people um, and they're going to be miserable. They're just they're going to be absolutely miserable. Well, but and, the, and it sucks. I mean, the 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 point I would argue, though, is even if they feel stuck, isn't a guaranteed three months severance and then having to spend the next three months hunting for a job better than I could be fired tomorrow or the company could collapse tomorrow from from a rational point of view, yes. But when you're in that situation, and I've been there, so when you're in that situation, it, the fear can be paralyzing, and 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 because of that, you're going to stay with what's, you know, I'm going to use the word comfortable. Obviously, it's it's not necessarily a comfortable situation, but you're going to stay with what you know rather than the familiar. It's jumping the old, the, and the trying devil to you fix know it. Yeah. Argument, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um. And and there's a lot of people like that, especially um, especially people who are neurodivergent. And gee, I I wonder if there's neurodivergent people at Twitter. No, no. can't be. Lots of IT is not full of lots, people. lots and lots and lots of IT people are neurodivergent. So yeah. you know, it is it is entirely possible. There's an entire set of people who are they're just they're straight up trapped. They just can't they yeah. can't function. They can't process um, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and. When you have a bully like Elon, you know, throwing his weight around because he can, 
there's not a lot you can do. You know, he's he's got the money, he's got the power, he's going to do whatever he wants. Yeah, I mean, I I can yeah. definitely sympathize. I'm the sort of person that stays in a job, even if it's not perfect, right? Like I'm not a job hopper, so I can certainly understand that. And I I never saw it as a as a negative in my personality, right? Like you and I worked for that ISP way back when. I stayed there a lot longer than I had to. I had the skills and the and and the and the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ability, I suppose, to move on and out, and could have but didn't because I stayed where, where it was comfortable, um, even though it wasn't necessarily pleasant. So I guess I can understand that. I can, I, I can see where you're coming from. So yeah, uh, Twitter, we could probably spend the rest of the night talking about the dumpster fire that is Twitter at the moment, uh, but we're not going to. <laughs> we're going to move along to the next article, which is from Bleeping Computer. The U.S. government says Iranian hackers breached federal agency using Log4Shell exploit. And I mainly included this because Log4Shell is one of these, like this is a year old vulnerability at this point. We fixed that a long time ago. Oh, and look, it was an unpatched VMware Horizon server. It was fixed like the day we found out about it, maybe the day after, right? I remember this being like a high alert and all of a sudden, boom, it's fixed. Um, Sorry, go ahead, Mark. You have comments, obviously. All right, so... Is this like, so a VMware Horizon server, is that part of the VMware infrastructure crap? I honestly have lost track of what the different pieces of VMware are. Horizon might be like their on-premise cloud offering. I, I'm really not I'm sure. I'm going to look. Commercial Pretty, desktop uh, and yeah. app virtualization. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, like it's, 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 it, it looks like a VDI thing. Okay. There you go then. So, um, yeah, let's see. What, what organization? The CISA. The FBI and CISA revealed in a joint advisory published today that an unnamed federal. Iranian-backed threat group hacked a federal civilian executive branch, FCEB, organization to deploy XMRIG, crypto mining malware. Oh, good. They're mining cryptocurrencies. Because fucking crypto ruins everything. It does. It does. But they also, they did more than just de- deploy that. They also put a bunch of reverse proxies <clears throat> in place to, to maintain persistence. Uh, they The thing that they compromised was a VMware Horizon server using Log4Shell. Uh, there was another, Oh, and then they moved laterally into Active Directory controllers. So VMware and Windows essentially was the attack vector here. Yeah, these are like the dumbest nation state attackers ever. Um <laughs> Let's mine crypto guys. Like, yay. Yeah, like <laughs> yay, I've broken up to I've broken into a federal agency. Yeah, I thought I'm the going same thing. To, I I've got I've got a foothold and the first thing I'm going to do is put a fucking crypto miner out there. Now, here's the thing. Hello right? red flag. Hold on. Hold on. Here's the thing. Um there is a mindset where it's I've broken in I do a thing that's very noisy, and then I do a thing that's very hard to notice. And then the noisy thing gets fixed, and the thing that's hard to notice gets overlooked because they think they've solved the problem. This could be that. Like, they may not be idiots. May- maybe they're idiots. <laughs> yeah, maybe. This, this feels, like, this feels like, like morons. Yeah, it could um, be morons. You know, I, I mean, they, they, they're, they're clear. They're not using, uh, they're not using any 
any sort of custom code on on any of this stuff. You know, you got the you got the crypto mining malware, which is I mean, you go buy that on the dark web. But Jason, then they, they're they, they they're jumping all, through and using ngrok. They used all the buzzwords. It's nation state backed. I, I know. It's I know. Iranian, and they hit. This is obviously not just some kid in their basement using a bunch of stuff they found on the internet. That can't be. Yeah. No, I I, I get it. It's just it's just <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. No, I, I, I absolutely see where you're coming from. I, I, Whenever I see these things, I always wonder if it's exactly the way you're describing it. These people are idiots or if there was some other motive here that we're not seeing and hasn't been reported. Yeah, I, it's also it's also on top. I mean, I don't know what the FCEB does. It doesn't sound super important. I mean, everything's important, but it doesn't it doesn't sound like something that is going to have yeah. national Federal Security civilian executive branch, man. They're they're an executive branch of something. But, the federal civilians. But at the same, you know, at, at the same like time, I've I I've heard of I've heard of attacks that are send in send in the morons to to break in yeah. and, and make lots of noise and send in the stealth guys behind them. Yeah. You know, using custom everything so that they can slip in there and and you know get what they need to while yeah. while the other guys you know yeah. taking the brunt of it. Yeah. Um. So so. Maybe that's possible, but you know, I, I don't. This doesn't feel like a, a target, target or a, a, an organization that's much of a target. So yeah. So yeah, fun stuff. Iran, federal stuff. Federal. The 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 has been compromised through Log for Shell. But you're right. You had the exact same response that I did, Mark. Log for Shell. Isn't that a year ago? Well, obviously it hasn't been patched. Folks, we patch fixed it. it. Patch, patch your stuff, guys. Patch Ugh. them if you patch the tan. stuff. Well, part of the problem is that that I mean, now you're talking about VMware software. It's a year now, ago. Granted, granted, it's a year ago, and this it's stuff there ago. was alerts put out about this, but there's there's a lot of software like even even when we were going through this and and kind of looking for the log for shell stuff in in the environments that I work in. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of like. Oh my God! What, why agree, is that there? I, what is that doing I remember, there? <laughs> I remember seeing advisories regarding Log for Shell, regarding specifically VMware's products. Maybe Horizon was even mentioned within a week or two of Log for Shell coming out. Mm-hmm. There's no way they didn't know, unless they were completely negligent. There's no way that they did not know that they were supposed to patch this thing, and it was a year yeah, ago. We also, if they got breached in the don't... first six months. That's like, oh, sorry, you didn't get the patch quickly enough. We'll give you a pass. A year? Yeah, well, you still, there's, there's, from folks that I know that work in government, that work on this stuff, it is, a lot of these places have the systems up and running, and the administrators they have keep the apps running, and they don't really know the infrastructure. They're just, they just don't have the staffing to be able to do it. I still don't think that's a legitimate excuse. Uh, it, maybe not, but it's, like, I'm, it's I'm reality. Not, I'm not trying to blame any one specific person. I'm blaming the processes that are in place. Like, yeah, well, these are this shouldn't happen a year afterward. This should not happen for something that's important. Yeah, and cross-site scripting and and SQL injection should have been like gone. True. decades ago. True, but I mean, that's a little hard. That. That comes down to coding practices, right? Like any new developer who's <laughs> writing a thing can easily make code that should that that's susceptible to that. This is a library that was patched by the vendor that all you had to do was apply the update. And and there's frameworks that 
you could be using that you could just use those and you don't get cross-site scripting and you don't get SQL injection. I mean, yeah, but that's, you know, that's there's, still, there's arguments for all of this. That's still a harder, that's still not as table stakes as simply applying the updates from your vendor. Nate, you're I, you're in this industry. It's I get not, where you're. I get where you're easy. coming from. I get where you're it's, coming it's, from. It's not that easy. Applying updates from a vendor is a lot easier than making sure that all of your coders have adopted, you know, safe coding practices. I, like that's a whole. I that's agree, a different ball of wax. <laughs> I agree, but it de- it depends on what uh, you know what is interrupted when you apply them. What testing has to be done in order for them to be applied? I mean, you know, simple updates. Pretty much every job I've worked at, simple updates. It can be a major, major undertaking to to patch things. I I understand. The issue I always ran into it. Issue I always ran into at Merck was getting applications who we gave essentially veto power, getting applications to approve the downtime for the patching. That's what would kill us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, and and again, I'm not saying like. Absolutely. The administrators of this particular agency are to blame. I'm saying that there is obviously a failure in process that that let them go this long without patching it. And now they're paying for it. Like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know how you, you can disagree just, with that. No. <laughs> There's a failure in process. No, no, this I, shouldn't happen. I, I, it shouldn't, but but again, yeah. you know, like we, we, don't, we don't know the circumstances that are in there. I understand but how and I, why it did, and I understand that that's the stance yep. you're taking. But I'm saying that it should not happen. This is a failure in policy. Nope. This is a failure nope. in policy. <laughs> All right, moving along. I think I'm actually already. Oh, I'm at the second to last article. I, I got ahead of myself. Okay, so this one's from VentureBeat. I've never heard of it before, but whatever. Yep. It sounded like an interesting... Oh, pretty big. Okay. My sister used to read Tiger Beat. Tiger, I don't even... <laughs> okay. Anyway, Intel unveils real-time <laughs> deepfake detector. Claims 96% of accuracy rate, or 96% accuracy accuracy rate, and uh, Gaius Baltar is currently shitting his pants. Anybody get that reference? It's a Cylon detector. It, this is actually fascinating. It is. Essentially what they're doing is they're measuring the uh, light that's absorbed or affected by blood vessels and the color changes because a deep fake is not going to have that. Right, right, right. Yet. So, yet. <laughs> well. Yet. Yeah. yeah, right. Until. Well, it's. It's, it, it's another arms race. Yeah, it is. It's another it really arms is. race. It really is an arms race. But it's, but, I mean, this is, this was predicted a while ago. People were, you know, there, there was the people were jumping up and down. Oh, deep fakes are going to be undetectable. And it was like, well, no, somebody's going to write a tool to be yeah, able to detect it. Yeah, eventually they'll be detectable. It's, it's that simple. It's, it's all a question of technology. So, uh, they'll be on, undetectable again when they do the blood flow simulation. Yep. You know. Yeah, right, right. But I mean, I guess the, the key is to make it sufficiently difficult to reproduce, right? So that the, like the ability to detect it makes it too costly for the people to fake it, right? Right. It's like you know, I have a deadbolt as well as a regular lock on my door. It's not going to keep someone out of my house is determined, but my hope is that they'll go to the neighbor. Who doesn't I'm have sorry, a neighbor or something. Who, yeah. who doesn't have as good a security yeah. Uh, yeah. setup as I do. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. The, the problem I see with this is that if it's, if it's, if it's looking for, you know, <clears throat> changes in – in blood vessels and like it's it depends on how good of a video was made 
right? Yeah, it like, depends on the quality of the, the resolution. It also, and, yeah. the, the thing that gets me, and I'm sure they've thought of this, because they say, I mean, they say over and over and over again in the article, this 96% uh, accuracy rate. Uh, but women, or I guess anybody, right? Even anybody that's on film um, professionally will generally have makeup covering their face to like cut down on on glare and to make their skin look perfect and all that stuff. Does that cover up the blood vessels so that it's difficult for this to detect the deep fake? You know what I mean? I think you'd have to probably have makeup covering every single square inch of your skin. I mean, and it would have to be opaque. Maybe this is the 4% that they can't detect. <laughs> I don't know. Women or people who wear too much makeup. <laughs> So it can't tell the Tammy Faye Baker is fake or real. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I mean, and maybe they've already accounted for this and it's not a problem. I mean, you, you can't get to 96% when something as simple as uh, concealer makeup uh, ruins it, right? So anyway, it's pretty cool because yeah. the deep fakes uh, thing was, in my opinion, kind of scary, right? To, to be able to make a video that looks convincing of anybody doing anything else, doing something else that they did not do, uh, the ability to detect that is is important. I mean, like there was a lot of when the deep fake thing first showed up, there was a whole lot of like, you know, pretty celebrities getting put on porn stars bodies because people are crazy about that kind of stuff, whether it's real or not. Right. If they think if it looks real enough, that's good enough for them. And there's a lot of stuff of yep. like, you know, I mean, there were a lot of funny things about like making President Trump stay stuff he didn't say. Right. And while we can all get a laugh out of that, it's still not OK. Right. Like, it's not OK to for anybody. I don't care if you like them or not or if you agree with their politics or not. It's not OK to make the world think they said a thing that they didn't. Right. And that's I mean, this is a deeper problem than just deep fakes. But at any rate, I'm glad that there's technology to help us detect this stuff. Until there isn't again. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> All right. And the last article I have for today is from Protonics. Photonics for for foro foronics 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 it only took me four tries to get it right there's there's a lot of like silent letters in here and an r where i didn't expect there to be i thought that'd be a t and it's not foronics uh it's only it's really just like the first place that i found that um in the list of google searches that reported this because i'm sure there's a million uh but fedora 37 is now available gnome 34 sorry gnome 43 a little bit a little bit dyslexic tonight uh, GNOME 43 desktop, official Raspberry Pi 4 support, which is pretty cool. I've been looking forward to Raspberry Pi mm. support for Fedora for a while. Um, to be honest, I kind of hope that comes to RHEL. Like, now that it's in Fedora, I'd imagine that it could be possible to bring to RHEL, though I don't know if there's enough uh, motivation to do so. But I would love to Sounds be able like a... to run um, my preferred distro on a Raspberry Pi instead of having to use a Debian derivative. Not that there's anything necessarily wrong with the Debian derivative, but you know how it is. You, you like the platform you like. Yeah. So, at any rate, it looks pretty cool. Uh, Mark, I think you said you upgraded to it already? Yeah, I did an upgrade in place. Took about 15 minutes. Have you had reboot to have you had significant time with it just to, to say anything about whether you like the changes or does it feel I, exactly the same as 36 did? So, when you use the control stuff in the upper right corner, I really like how they changed that. It's it it it's pretty cool. They consolidated everything into like a single panel, and 
That's your cool. most frequently used options are like they're turned into a button, but you can also do click on the arrow to pop out the list. It, it's hard to explain, yeah. but I looked at it. I'm like, what they do? Oh, that is actually kind of cool. But so the the good thing about it is that it doesn't. There aren't like major major changes, right? Yeah. Like it. Other than like that's the biggest one I found cosmetically. Now I have a workflow that mostly revolves around terminals and browser windows. Yeah. Um, so I can't speak to any really deep changes that have been made. The no, the gnome stuff seems to be either really close to what it used to be or close enough that I haven't noticed a tremendous difference. Yeah. I will. It's performance is good. I will probably update but performance was good before. I will probably update my work machine. I don't know. Maybe not tomorrow, but in the coming I weeks. Think, I usually this is give it at least a little bit of time to burn in before I, I jump on the new release. Well, not that I consider myself a high risk, but wasn't this also the the, the build that fixes the open SSL, that recent issue that was discovered? That's why it was delayed. That may be true. Yeah. But yep. uh, is that really a threat on desktop? I I don't know. I mean, it's good to have yes. it fixed. Is it? Well, I mean, it's it's a it's 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 a vulnerability, and 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 to be to be fair, Fedora thirty seven is going to be used as a server in a lot oh, of places. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, on my particular laptop, am I at risk because I haven't updated? <laughs> is what I'm saying. I don't <laughs> know. Depends I on what sure, you're doing. But, yeah, yeah, depends on what you're doing. But I, I had some time last night, and I'm like, I'm going to pop it up to thirty seven. See how it goes. Yeah. And cool. it, again, fifteen minutes. Nice. So, so updating Fedora has uh, gotten a little bit faster since the days oh, I did it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely improved. Just and, Nate, I, and I'm <laughs> and Nate, I actually di- I did it through the GUI. Yeah, to prove a point. Yep. Oh, I've been on yeah, my Nate, last Nate, several updates through the GUI on Fedora. It is yeah, really a great. Nate, uh, Nate knows what I'm talking about. We used to we used to set aside a day to do Fedora upgrades. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I I remember those days. Yeah. I've been using Fedora for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, Jason and I used to I run use, Fedora on our our workstations at the college. Um, and okay. in fact, you were so, you were the crazy one that was running CentOS on your desktop when I got to the college. And uh, I tried that and decided to go to Fedora because it's just like that's too I much wanted to, I wanted to, for me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted to match what what we were running in the data center, but it didn't. You know, yeah, didn't yeah. didn't work out. So so I, I ended up running running Fedora, but then you know I had it. I had a quad uh, a quad head. Uh, uh, system that uh-huh. you know, with with the crazy drivers that I needed and all the other stuff to to make it work. So it, you know, every time every time we upgraded, it was a uh, was an adventure. Yep, yep. I remember every time because of those displays. Really, is why it was such a big deal because the maturity yeah. of the NVIDIA driver was just not there. Every time you upgraded, it was like, oh shit! Now I got to spend like an hour fixing the stupid driver and getting my X config right. And yeah, it sucked. Yep. <laughs> every time it was just like a, a dread that's that's all improved that's so much better now hashtag dread hashtag dread Judge dread anyway but yeah i mean good stuff in 37 but honestly um i haven't run into anything crazy cool all right and that is about it for the news for tonight in fact, it's not about it. It is it. That's all of it. That's all the articles we have. 
Um, unless you guys slip one in, you didn't. Good. All right. So uh, I think that's it for the show tonight. I I I'm looking forward. To, I want to go back and listen to the first part of the show because I feel like there was so much fun conversation in there that um, I may have missed something while I was doing normal show maintenancey stuff. Uh, yeah, it was it was good. If you guys are listening to this part of the show and have not listened to part A, go back and listen to it because it's it's a good one with Jerry. It was a fantastic discussion with Jerry. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you'll learn, if you've been curious about Mastodon, you'll learn a lot of Mastodon stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought I had a pretty good handle on it, and I learned a few things, I think, from that uh, that conversation. So, good stuff. All right, folks, I think we're going to call it a wrap for tonight. Thank you for watching live. If you're watching live, if you're not watching live and you want to, you should go check us out on YouTube and Twitch. Just look for the Iron System and Podcast. You can find us on social media uh, at uh, just look for the Iron System and Podcast on either Facebook or Twitter if it's still up by the time you're listening to this. Um, like I said earlier, I don't Too have a, soon. I don't have a Mastodon account for the podcast yet. I'm undecided as to whether I'm just going to consolidate it into my own personal one or have a separate one. I don't know. Um, I managing, I, I basically have three Twitter accounts. I manage one for the podcast, one for myself and one for my YouTube channel for the Jeep stuff. And to be honest, it's a little exhausting. Um, if I can consolidate the two into one, I might just do that. But anyway, I'm going on about something that's really not worth wasting everybody's time. Um, yeah, subscribe wherever you find podcasts. And if you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. Patreon.com slash IronSysAdmin. Second and fourth Thursday of the month, except next month will probably collide with Christmas. I didn't look. Maybe we'll do a one show again next month like we did this month. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Well, I'll, I'll tweet it. <laughs> Good All right, folks. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you in the next show. You guys have any final words? Yeah, great show tonight. Thanks. Yeah. I think it was uh, my, uh, pigeons. Pigeons is going to be my final word tonight. Pigeons instead of, uh, is that the new social network you're, you're designing? Uh, it's just, just Pigeon. the first word that popped into my head. You wanted a final word. That's Pigeoner. Pigeons. Pigeoner. For some reason, there was a point where my random word was always Tuesday. Which made it not all that random because it was pretty predictable. I, I did thoroughly enjoy. I did thoroughly enjoy the new Twitter logo, which was just a blue dodo. God. And on that note, folks, hmm. we're gonna call it a night. You guys have a good one. We'll catch you on the next one. Not all. <laughs>